Welcome back to the Flipping Tires Podcast, where we toss around topics like spare tires. To all first-time listeners, this is a freelance podcast where we pretty much talk about a wide variety of topics, whatever we're feeling at the time. I am your host, the Flipping Tires, J.P. Brown, along with my co-host, Al. And again, we'll be with you for a full season of Flipping Tires. New listeners, we do want to welcome you and ask you that you go follow us on fucking Twitter right now, at Flipping Tires, again. That's at Flipping Tires. If you can't spell, I'm about to bust it down for you. That's at F-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-T-I-R-E-S. The Flipping Tires is being recorded live from the DFM 3457 campus. Also to be noted that both hosts of the Flipping Tires podcast are triple MP compliant, meaning they're medical marijuana card holders and all their smoke is good. Today on Flipping Tires, we're going to be touching a little bit back on race and police brutality. Although both go hand in hand right now in 2020, uh, you know, it's just a good subject to get over. Uh, I have a couple outlooks on it that we need to change with the police and some more on the race. Um, So I just figured this would be a good topic for us to do. Uh, You know, and uh, just touch on it a little bit, go across it. Again, you know, the uh, flipping tires, we're going to be doing a lot of different topics. Uh, right now, this is just a topic that we've been wanting to do. This is what we actually wanted to start this podcast out to do anyway. So, I mean, with that being said, today's uh, today's episode, episode two, is going to be on race and police brutality. Thank you for joining us. So, what we're going to be doing today is we'll be, um, we'll be obviously... A big catchphrase right now in America, when you turn on uh, basketball or NBA, you'll see somebody, you'll see a shirt that says, say their names. So right now, that's exactly what we're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to say some names on this podcast. We're getting ready to say the names, and we're getting ready to say a couple stories that go along with them. If there's sound to be heard on the stories, we'll go ahead and hear them. Uh, Again, we're going to play them. We'll say what we hear, what we think. This is our thoughts. This is us speaking out. This is us doing our part. We got we got a unique vent. We got a unique perspective here. We got one person that looks one way in the community and another person that looks another way in the community to the community, and they go they they could be around each other regularly, but it's like society will see them as two different people or two different things because of their color. But here's real topics. They're Real people be around around each other, so it's like shit. Their different views are important to hear different perspectives. That's all it is is perspective. The only way to do something wrong is to not do it the fuck at all. So we speaking out. This is it. So we'll get, let's get it started. Daniel Prude. He had run onto the street naked while experiencing a mental health episode. Prude was initially compliant when emergency services found him at 3 a.m. Though he became agitated, police placed a spit hood on his head. Officer Mark Vaughn used his body weight to force Prude's head against the pavement as others restrained him. Prude said police were trying to kill him as he was restrained for over three minutes. An autopsy found he had died of complications of asphyxia due to the restraint as well as acute intoxication. 
Several Rochester police officers arrived at the scene. Prude's brother called 911, worried that his brother was having a mental breakdown. The video shows Prude followed police orders. Put your hands behind your back. Behind your back. Yes, Don't sir. move. When they handcuffed him, you could see blood on his wrist. Police say Prude smashed windows on Jefferson Avenue before police arrived. On the video, police say Prude said he had coronavirus and he was spitting. So police put a spit bag over his head. I'm going to have Well, yeah. <laughs> Two minutes after he was cuffed, Prude starts to sit up. Two minutes after that, officers start putting their hands on him. Prude's voice gets muffled and high-pitched. later, Prude stops moving. Roll him over on his side. The order comes to uncuff him, but officers can't find the key. Then the EMTs are called in. Does he have a pulse? Oh, no. Sorry, Prude was put in an ambulance. His brother says he was put on life support and died seven days later. You killed a defenseless black man, a father's son. So we'll stop it there. So... From what we just heard, um, what what was just read, um, it's unfortunate that the gentleman had lost his life. Uh, prayers go out to the family, always. Um, I'm not saying that the police didn't handle it. They didn't shoot the man, but they still didn't handle it properly. Um, as it was said, you know, he, he, they were called, uh, his brother called, uh, the man was found naked, running the streets. His brother said that he was having a a mental breakdown. Um, of course, the police don't know his full mental health or, you know, his mental background. But still, if somebody's, you know, acting like that, something's going on. But they detained him, but they went a little too far, you know, uh, with with some of the steps they took at the end there. You know, smashing a man's face down when he's already cuffed. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't got to worry about that man. Just, you know, let him do his thing. Let him stand up. I mean, shit. Man's losing his mind. We don't know what the hell's going on with him. Uh, the, the shit was terrible either way it goes. It was definitely mishandled. Uh, couldn't find the keys. How you can't find the keys? Every officer's supposed to have two sets of keys for the handcuffs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> y'all pretty. I'm pretty sure y'all can find y'all gun and the extra Man. clips y'all got with them guns with no problem. Uh, but that shit was just crazy to me. I mean, uh, it's something that didn't have to happen. A man didn't have to lose his life. He needed help, you know, mental help, physical help, whatever it was was he needed some help you know that's what that's what the police are here for anyways to protect and serve I mean, they need to serve that gentleman not you know not I don't want, they didn't brutally you know beat him or anything but still you know to just to not be able to handle the situation that's the problem with the police nowadays they don't know how to handle these situations I couldn't agree more yeah. man I couldn't agree more I think I think one thing you said there was protect and serve. I think it's been a lot of serving and a lot less fucking protecting. Uh, I think when a fucking report is made and a unit is called out to the scene, now I'm no fucking police officer. And I do want to say this before we get into fucking a big podcast rant about police officers. There's good police officers out there on the duty who wear badges. And I done, I done seen some of them, went to school with some of them. I done 
I done met some of them out in the world. Uh, I could tell a police officer when I see him out in the community. I still hold the door for him if he come and walking. Whatever, man. There's still good human beings out there who did it for the right reason. But at the same time, it's a lot of folks out there, man, who are, you know, in it for the fucking wrong reasons. Now, we'll get into a little bit of that later, but right now I just want to stick to the protect and serve, okay? So much serving, it's so much serving that when a report is made, we can identify clearly suspicious activity and use that as a trigger word. But when mental health is in it, that never makes it to the officer somehow. Or maybe it does, he just doesn't get to that point. But I don't know why it takes four guys, I counted, on, in the video camera at all times. And at the very beginning of the video, I seen smiles on officers' faces, which lets me know that it went from men smiling, laughing around, getting paid, whatever they get paid an hour, another day on the job, to a man losing his life. And the only thing in between was what we seen on camera. A man get put a hood on his head. He ain't put it on his own head. He ain't cuff his own hand. So he butt-ass naked on the street with a hood, white hood on his head. <laughs> and somehow it takes four motherfuckers to keep him down. I think... Already in cuffs. Already cuffed. That's what I'm saying. Butt-ass naked, too. So, with his dick out. So... I think if one guy isn't good enough, can't get one hooded motherfucker with handcuffs on, sustained, he ain't fit. Call me crazy. He should be able to take his belt off <laughs> and get him all and get him together without that on. He should be, he, that should be part of his shit. He should be able to do that. You know what I mean? He's got hella other police there. He's one man. Don't take four. He should be able to do it dolo. And if he can't, he might should be taking calls or doing something else. You know what I mean? Did I feel like that's a job that requires phys, phys, a little bit of physical fitness. If, Definitely. Not to say. But, but you know. mental state, too. Mental state always in there with the police. They need way better mental background checks on the police. Yeah, man, most definitely. They need to know if them kids was losers in school, not to be trying to be bold. I'm just saying, nah, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. or bullied a lot in school. Because yeah. them people, when they yeah. come to be an officer, they're not coming to be an actual officer. They're coming to be somebody with a badge that gives them a little bit of power and makes them feel big. You know? And the fear that people have for police makes they dick really, really hard. And it makes them want to fucking go to work and get their rocks off. And oh, yeah. that's just, just for the wrong reasons. I just don't understand why it take that many motherfuckers to get a motherfucker in the car. If you could snatch a motherfucker out of his car quick as hell. Oh, yeah. Like, how does the detaining <laughs> part get so hard, dog? It's simple wrestling, man, especially once the cuff's on. Once the cuff's on, that's when I'm really lost. But some of these wrestling matches I'm seeing, it's like, bro, this is basic wrestling. If, if y'all could just have... Basic wrestling could save having to kill a man. Definitely. You know so. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely so. And I mean, you know, trust me, I, 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 we both been in some cuffs. I've been in some cuffs more than I'd like to be, but you know. Yeah. It, it don't take much when you're in them cuffs, because all they got to do is pull up on them cuffs a little bit, and you, you going wherever the hell they want you to go. It doesn't matter. you like a horse, basically, at that point. 
If they you get them fucking cunts on tight enough, it ain't. It's hard to focus on anything but them hoe ass cunts. Oh yeah, cause I'm just be cutting the shit out your ass. Right. He already. This dude was already had cuts on his hand anyway, so he was already hurt. Yeah. But he butt ass naked, man. He, he out there. There's no reason to throw it on. He, if he going crazy, he going crazy. I mean, yeah, okay. You know, man's yelling out he got the coronavirus. You know, I didn't hear that in the video, but. I didn't really. I don't know. I seen uh, that many officers with masks on either. Yeah, no, nah, me neither. But, you know, still, either way it goes, man. Like, okay, you did your steps. You put the hood on. Nobody got spit on. Everybody good. Get his ass up. What y'all was waiting for? Why was he still sitting on the ground anyway? Everybody talking and shit. Get the hood on. Throw his ass in the back of the car. We'll wash this car yeah, out later. Yeah, they never took their time with me. They got them cuffs on, and I was in the back of the car right after that. There wasn't no waiting, no nothing. But, I mean, I know the arguing party would say my mans was not compliant. And I do understand that argument because that's an argument motherfuckers love to use. But, like, at the same time, of course, but sometimes, you know what I'm saying? They still rough with you when you yeah. comply. Yeah, and sometimes they don't give a fuck if you yes and yes sir and or not. They just don't give a fuck. They having a bad day, and today, they're going to take it out on you. And you finna do what they say, or else you're going to end up shot, smothered, for sure in jail, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. a, that's a mighty lot of powerful regular human being. We all breathe the same Got the same 24, same emotions, same triggers, same everything. But, I mean, that's a part of, you know, understanding, respect. It ain't that hard. I mean, I ain't like I'm out here running, having, you know, I, I respect the laws. I don't do anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? I follow all the little rules. I do what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? So, I don't really have that problem. Then, two, I already understand how it is. But some people be really ready to be argumentative with the police. I don't be trying to argue with these motherfuckers. I'm no, cool. Sir. I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. I ain't trying to argue with these Shit, motherfuckers. Man, I'm cool. I, uh, about a week, week and a half ago, I was in the Tim Hortons line, man. Uh, police was behind me in the line, too, man. You know what I did? I bought that man a coffee. Not for myself. I really bought the coffee, and in my head, I was like, man, hopefully this make his day a little better. A little the better, next person man. he pull over, he let go a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he don't be ass out. That was a noble move, bro. Good oh, for you, man. Good man. for you, man. Because it ain't always, you know, if it's a cop yeah. and he got a good day, he got his dick sucked that morning before he <laughs> left work, you know, whatever, you know. He, he less likely to be as hostile, like. You can tell when a cop walk up and he already have an attitude and you ain't even exchanged words with the gentleman but yet. But you got to keep in mind, some of them officers be coming to work ready to be. Oh, yeah, know, they, they definitely, just, yeah, they dog. Just, yeah, that's they yeah. M.O. It don't matter if they happy I'm talking about the good ones. Yeah, I'm talking oh, about yeah, the good yeah, ones, you know. Yeah. I'm just talking about ticket-wise in general. You know, oh, you yeah, catch a cop yeah. on a bad day, you definitely getting a ticket. You catch oh, him on yeah. a good day, he'd be like, ah. But, no, definitely, there is the ones that just come to work with a hard-on for fucking people over yeah. all day long, definitely. For sure. Yeah, I mean, man. I know I know a few cops myself. Uh, you know, I have uh, some family members that have connections into the courts and, and, and with, with a couple of uh, Oak, uh, uh, sheriffs, Oakland County, you know. Um, but it, it, it's the truth. There's, there's cops that just come into work just to fuck people day up and make their day bad and just basically abuse their power. It's, it's fucked up. It's retarded. Yeah, man. What I, is it, like, six months for the, uh, what is it to become a cop? Like, uh, all, all together, 
Like a year or something, you could be a cop? Bro, listen, I don't know, but anybody can do it. Yeah, anybody definitely can do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's like fucking crazy. But and I, it, 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 it's, it's good that like a good person who wants to do good and intends to do good can go try to do good. But at the end of the day, like I think it's almost like a football team or like a the community has to be a part of policing the community, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, to a definitely, definitely. I feel like if you get if you get a bunch of people who not from the community to get the police in the community, there's immediately a disconnect. If you you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. I mean, I definitely think you should at least growing up around the area to be an officer in that area. <clears throat> That'd be like me being from from where I'm from, from Pontiac, trying to go get a job as a cop in Detroit. Like, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, there you would feel like there would be a disconnect, but I mean, from where we, I mean, a person going to Pontiac, leaving Pontiac, they'll get a job in in another like inner city. At least they at least coming from another inner city. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, at least no, they kind of yeah, okay, got that so, okay, squared away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some I so, semi. Like, but I'm talking about if you coming from if you coming from you know country, uh, the middle of yeah. Michigan, the middle, like you know, the yeah. middle part, <laughs> South Line, shit like that. If you coming from the middle of the, if you coming from the middle of the mid. Then you come in, or if you coming from I don't know some rural, any rural area, pick yeah, a rural definitely. town. Were you upset with what's going on on TV right now? You got a super hard on, and in six months you off in them streets, getting that little thirty thousand, affecting folks' lives. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So making decisions, making decisions, bad decisions, on who you stopping for what reasons, you know. Listen, man, I, I ain't make a full stop coming out the motherfucking parking lot of the gas station. I'm trying to get on the road before these cars get to moving. You understand? You the motherfuckers that'll flip your My lights brother's on. Brother. You the motherfucker that'll flip your lights on to get through a traffic light because it's too much traffic. I've watched it. You can't tell me, oh, well, you was on a call, but you only needed your lights to get around that. You need your lights, period, if you want a call. Talking about them niggas rolling through some stop signs, don't run stop at reds, flicking they damn lights on and roll through lights yeah, and shit, getting yeah, through out of traffic, through shit, traffic shit, jams shit. Yeah. yeah, that's abuse. <laughs> that's abuse. <laughs> yeah, that's you. We I understand, you know. Nah, sometimes know. they do got places to be. I get that though, but. Not all the times I have been seen it. That's a lot of times. <laughs> if you flip your lights on to go around and go down the road and your light's still on, then okay, I understand you was in a rush to get to wherever you needed to be. But as soon as you them, immediately get to the motherfucker, pass the light and flip your light off. Them the ones I'm talking like, about. Like, oh, I'm past the light. I'm good to go. You just wanted to get past all that traffic and I said that. Now... We didn't intend to veer off like that, but we do want to look at one or two more of these stories, and then we'll we'll freelance for a little bit. But let's get into that real quick. Let's check another one out. In 2014, Tamir Rice was playing with the toy gun in the park. Within two seconds of arriving at the park, Officer Timmy Lowman had fatally shot Rice. Police then tackled his 14-year-old sister, Taji, to the ground, handcuffed her, and put her in the back of a police car. 
took four minutes for officers to administer first aid to Rice. He died in the hospital the following day. So there's no sound footage on this case particular, but I'm going to explain what's happening. Right now, Tamir Rice is sitting under a pavilion, I think oblivion or whatever the fuck you call that thing, a pavilion, fucking A. Police pull up, uh-oh, he, they pulled up in the grass, boom, he's dead. Just like that, he dead. They tackled his sister. She screaming probably like a mug. She just ran up. Boom. She just got she just got Lawrence Taylor. Here comes here comes his homie. You know it take two of them. Now he finna rough her up. Boom. He pushed her down. He kind of missed a little bit because he he probably not that athletic. Okay. Four minutes later, Tamir Rice's. Uh, now it take four minutes for the first time for them to even admire administering some aid. Eight minutes later, paramedics arrive. So he done already been shot eight minutes. Now it's a hell of detectives on the scene. I'm looking at the clothes they wearing. So the detective showed up before. The, now I didn't got a car stolen in Cleveland before. I'm telling you, those police move so slow. Unless it's to shoot a kid, I guess. I don't know. But I started screaming verbal commands. Put your hands in the air, put your hands in the air, let me see your hands, trees, put your hands in the air. I said numerous times out loud, and I presented my gun, you know, through the window, so, you know. Is your he, window down? It, it was closed, I believe, not 100%, I believe it was closed. In the video we've shown you so many times, based on what Timothy Loman said, he yelled again and again and again from about 20 or 30 yards away. Somehow he claims he was able to give commands several times with the windows up. But the video shows something different. In less than two seconds of opening the door, Loman fires. He says twice. It was that quick where the black male turned, lifted up his shirt, grabbed, you know, reached in his waistband, pulled up the weapon, and that's, you know, at that time I was probably about like this, and that's when I had to fire two shots. Loman says Rice was reaching for a gun in his waistband. He, he did not punch out or present it. Because at that, when he got about this far, that's when I shot. Why? Because I believe there was a threat to myself and my partner, and it was, you know, in order to kill us or harm us. After Rice is on the ground, bleeding to death, his sister comes over. A female, black female, came out running, screaming, saying, you shot my brother, you shot my brother. As Rice is dying, his sister is handcuffed and put in the back of the squad car. So, I actually wanted to do this one. Um, this shit had me fucked up. My man was 12 years old. 12. At 12, I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. Definitely. But I was also playing with BB guns. It was a fucking BB gun. I worked up on JP when I got my first BB gun. I, I, I skipped school, got my BB gun, waited till he got home from school. And when he came in the crib, I walked up with him, and I shot him right dead in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> the next day, he had a BB gun. Yeah, <laughs> shot my ass back. <laughs> we got one. I'm like, now that... I told my mom, now that can't happen. <laughs> I don't know 
know how the fuck he just popped up on me around a tree where I'm supposed to be at. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he's good, man. But it was a BB gun. Whether he was pulling up from his waistband or not. What if that young man was pulling that from his waistband to set it down because you the police and he know he he got to put it down on the ground. Y'all going to shoot him dead. But instead, y'all just shoot him dead. You ain't had time to tell him, you know, put your hands up, none of that. You got your window up. You said you wasn't 100%. You sounded like you was just trying to remember what they told you to tell you while you was in this interview. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, it's just bullshit, really, you know. And how could you not tell that that was a 12-year-old, man? I'm not trying to be fucked up, but this ain't Iraq, man. You know, yeah, these little kids are getting younger and getting into these gangs younger, but yeah, you should be able to tell. A 12-year-old, man, like, you know whoever called on this 12-year-old was a white person because ain't nobody from the hood, mama, granny, or none of that gonna call. They gonna yell at your ass. You better go home with that damn toy before you get shot. So, I mean, this shit... This shit is ridiculous, really. I mean, you know, this this shit is just... He 12, man. 12. 12. Even this, man, you gotta have enough sense for your regular eyes. If you cop and you, you got to see from afar, you wear fucking glasses. Your glasses need to be on everything. You should be able to see this motherfucker oh, yeah. got a lick of hair on his face. Not a lick, but that don't even matter. It'd be clean shaved, old motherfuckers out yeah, here. Yeah, but dog. But that ain't even it, man. You gotta be able to tell by height, you know. Yeah, facial recognition. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Facial, just being able to tell. Like, this is just a kid. Like, I'd have been able to tell that. And even so, if, if you was coming to a scene where somebody was called for a gun, why are you just whipping right up on them anyway and taking a chance and putting yourself in the line of danger and escalating the situation? You know what I'm saying? The right purpose would have been to stop from behind. Get out the car, be behind the doors, and yell verbal commands for the for the person to get down. Drop the weapon. You know what I'm saying? But, no, nah, y'all just whipped up real quick. Like, y'all was about to do a drive-by. Like, hop out and rob a motherfucker. And just bust on my man. He's 12. Fucking 12. like no drive-by. They, they popped out on dog and murky. Shit is 
that shit hurts my soul to see that, bro. And mostly I say, if you mortified, super spooked to be somewhere, you shouldn't be there. That's always what I say. Like, if you scared to be oh, somewhere, yeah. you shouldn't probably be there. You yeah, because you could mean? never go into a situation calm and level-headed because you already scared and annoyed. With a loaded gun on you yeah. that you can use and kill, kill a kid if you gotta, and fucking yeah. it be cool. Now, we know this country is behind killing kids and women and shit as long as it ain't here in this country, on this land. Oh, yeah. We know it goes down because we have friends that go into the military and come back and tell us what they doing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely so. Definitely. So it's like fucking crazy, but at the same time, it's like, damn, if you spooked, you shouldn't be somewhere, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should, shouldn't be somewhere. That's a good theory. If you spooked, don't be there. <laughs> Especially not with your hammer ready that's, that you no. good to use at any time. No. Man, I get, you know, because then, I don't know. Especially not if they ain't paying you right. That's, that's again. Well, that's I for, mean, that's for the. That's you for know the, what you're getting paid going in, so it's not like you getting tricked. Bro, you bro, know what I'm saying? Bro, but, but like, how you yelling orders for the come from kind of closed window? Oh, you, he wasn't. He that did. was all a lie, man. He that did. wasn't. He didn't. All they got was the call. Somebody said it was a, yeah. a, a black male in the park with a gun, brandishing a gun, waving his gun around, whatever, whoopie whoop. But in return, you pull up and you don't even, you, y'all ain't assessed the scene. Y'all just pull right up in and pull right up on the pavilion, all in the grass and shit. I don't need that. Jump right out. Pop, pop. I don't need that. You took four minutes. Four minutes before you even assessed what, the, what you First of all, first of all in that video, it did say it took four minutes from the time that he got shot for a, a FBI agent that was in the area to come and and start CPR on them. So it wasn't even the two cops that got there on the scene right. that even put their hands on that boy to save his life. It was an FBI agent from fucking around the corner that was on a sting op on somebody that was doing some real shit that needed to be watched and not some little fucking kid. Uh, well, I'm not, I don't know, man. I just find it. I just find it. I'm just saying, like, bro, I believe in I believe in that time that he, nobody touched him. Everybody trying to figure out, uh-oh, I think I just killed the kid, dude. Made oh, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, that was a Made a mistake. Man. What should we do here? Because we just made a big mistake. I made a mistake. How should we do this? How should we play this? Not thinking he's going to survive for any amount of time. He's gone, dude. He's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and then, then you... old girl run up. And instead of, like, righting your wrong, you tackle her. Right. Now, this didn't happen, but I want to say, what if this happened? We watch football every Sunday. We've oh, yeah. been a part of some crazy tackle moments with no pads on. Oh, yeah, definitely. What if she hurt something when she got tackled? Oh, she what could've. if she dislocated her? What if she got her shit dislocated like a bad football play? Just oh, because no, every, everyone's yeah. emotions was high. Yeah. Everything was going crazy. Her body, yeah, you know, nah, everything yeah. was going way crazy. You know what I'm saying? What if, you know? Shit, she could have broke her neck. She could have died. What, she could have yeah, died from that, yeah, from the way he yeah, hit her and she landed. I was listening to Ken Shamrock's story. This dude broke his neck when he was in school just playing on the wrestling mats. He, someone fell on him and broke his neck. I was like, damn, that's fucking crap. What What if something like that would happen if she got tackled? Why? Little kid just got killed. That ain't enough wrong. Enough wrong ain't done. You know what I'm saying? Right. Enough oh, yeah. wrong done. What's this, what's this, what was she, 14, they said? 14-year-old little girl. Like, you a grown-ass man. You can't, like... 
you can't stop a 14-year-old little girl, dog. Even like, if she running full speed, so yeah. rate, you can't, like, calm her down without, yeah. like, this dude, Lawrence Taylor. Oh, yeah, no, nah, he sniped he the fuck t- out of her. He tackled the shit yeah. out of her. He did that shit like he was about to win the Super Bowl if he stopped yeah. that run. He got a kill, no, make me get one. <laughs> Type shit. Man, that shit is wild to me. Uh... Yeah, no I care just, though. That shit was no care, and for them to I, for them to not get charged for that shit. I find that one fascinating because we played with BB guns heavy. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, nah, we we did a lot of Man. things with BB guns that you know. But just dumb. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just dumbass shit. Just dumbass shit with BB. But we guns. was kids. Just kids, man, just fucking playing, just thinking, push everything funny. He was up there probably shooting squirrels or something. That's so wrong. That's wrong as hell, but he was uh, probably uh, up there doing I sh- it. I shoot at the whips on on on, on the main on, on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just wrong. I shit. I lived on the main road too, yeah, so that shit was always super busy. wrong shit with his BB gun. You know what I mean? Just dumb shit. You a kid, you know what I'm saying? But definitely, definitely, man. My mom's just heavy on the motherfucking. Don't bring your guns nowhere. I had a lot of toy guns and shit. Don't bring them bitches anywhere. She would say and. I'm definitely paraphrasing because that's not how she sounds. But fucking, yeah, you get the picture. Yeah, I, I wasn't supposed to never take that BB gun out the crib neither, but <laughs> it definitely made its rounds around the neighborhood. <laughs> Knocked on a couple people's doors. So it's come to that point. We'll get to our last story here, and then we'll, uh, we'll freelance a little bit about the overall. So I want to get right into that. In 2016, Alden Sterling, 37, was selling CDs and DVDs. Sterling was shot by Officer Blaine Salamani, uh, one of two officers who confronted him outside the shop. He was tasered and pinned to the ground before being shot six times. In video footage, Salamani can be heard threatening to shoot Sterling in the head and then, after the shooting, repeatedly calling him a stupid motherfucker. Well... Probably stupid motherfucker. Don't move, bro. Stop. What I did? That's not what I did. Stop. Move, I'll shoot your. Put your hands on the car. Put your hands on the car. I'm gonna shoot you in your head. You understand me? Don't you move. I'm gonna shoot you in your head. You hear me? Don't you move. All right, roll up, roll up, man. You hurt my arm. I'm saying, what happened, man? Hold on, man. Hey, watch out. Taze his ass. You on the ground! You on the ground! Pop him again, Howie.
So from the top, I'm already understanding uh, that there was a gun, a 38, um, found uh, on the victim at this point, because I can't call him a suspect, because the minute, the, from the video we got here, I see the minute that the officer's on the scene, he has his pistol out talking about shooting somebody in the fucking head. I just don't know what kind of energy, you know what I mean? Like, what good is going to come from that energy on arriving on the scene? You know what I'm saying? What good is going to come from that? What good is going to come from that? You know what I mean? I almost got the feeling of when I watched that video that my man's fully... I don't know. He wanted to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's the energy I be getting from some of these videos. Like, folks going to work hoping that they end up having to be put in a situation to catch a body. Like, that's rough, man. Another part of the video that got me was, my man is dead. He's laying there, dead. He done walked up to him now. He dead. He, he dead as hell. He dead. Laying there, shot on somebody else's car. Blood on somebody else's car. And my man's is standing over him talking about, you stupid motherfucker. And he's running his pockets. Like, he literally is in his pockets, going through his pockets, throwing all his shit on the floor. That's the end of his movie. A motherfucker who told him he was going to shoot him in the head is running his pockets. And that's what he did. He put six in his ass. He didn't yeah. go to jail. He got fired. Fuck that job anyway. You know what I'm saying? Not to say. But I'm just saying, like, damn. But I understand. I don't know what that man seen on his dive while he was working. I don't know what he seen. One thing I'd seen in his folks and his shit said he was he had a wedding ring on. He had a family, man, that cop. You feel me? That yeah. police officer, that sworn in officer had a family. Yeah. And I feel like, damn, you should have thought about your family. Before you whacked this man. He got a family. I mean, you know, they definitely were scared. That's a big motherfucker. I would have been a little... And I get that too, but like shooting shoot him, him in the head, the end, he, he come saying? in and talk. He came right off tip. He didn't seem scared to me. He was off tip talking about I'm gonna shoot you in your head. A scared motherfucker gonna be in there. You know what I mean? Like kind of timid. Plus, it also said that y'all just rolled up. Y'all ain't telling what he was being arrested for. Y'all just rolled up and told him to put his hands on his head. But look, let's say. It's me and you, because both of them dudes was big size. When they showed their picture, yeah, they was both, yeah. both of them police officers was heavyweight. Yeah. So let's say it's, let's say it's me and you. I thought it was heavyweight. My yeah. man was out of breath. He, out of breath because he just had a real struggle, and then he bust my man's. He just had a killing. He, he caught a body. He was, shit was rushing. But, but my thing is this, though. Why can't I don't care if somebody is four hundred pounds? Oh, Why the fuck can't two of y'all get two a hand apiece? That's what we was trying to do. Not before we got tased. Then like right when you pull up, the reason why you couldn't get his hands is because to get one hand you need to administer a two on one. And I'm gonna explain what that means. That means two hands on one wrist. 
You can't do that if one of your hands is on your pistol with his, with with your on your gun and that bitch is to his head and you talking about shooting him in the fucking head. Holster your weapon. Get a two. Get a get a good two on one it going. Get that wrist. Cuff him up, and we'll do the rest of the talking later. Maybe he can call you a name back or something instead of you just talking to a corpse with eyes rolled in the back of his head, blood leaking out of his mouth and shit. You just talking to a lifeless body. And oh, I understand it's another human being too, man. He could be hurt from this to this day. You know what I mean? I, who am I to say? All I know is, motherfucker. I mean, he probably mad he lost his job. Yeah, man, and then it's like, how do you know, how do you stop folks like that, you know, and we'll let this, we'll let this take us in, we'll let this part of the conversation take us into the end, but like, we gotta monitor who the fuck is being, getting a badge around this bitch, man. How you, how you feel about this case, though, before we, before I get to talking about that, how you feel about this case? Oh, I mean, since you really covered it, bro, I mean, I mean, other than, other, only other thing I could really say would be, you know, just, this is reform, we got y'all, we got Police got to go through more vigorous testing and more vigorous shit to Damn. learn how to defuse shit, you know. Um, shit, the military, when you go in the military, uh, you talk to them, they'll tell you they, they got to go through more training than police do. And they go in there to fight. Well, well, listen. As soon as somebody gets drafted into the NFL, immediately everybody knows every racist thing he said within a week. Probably not even that long, but leading up to the draft, he get it. Oh yeah. What I want to know. What I want to know is. How in the holy smoke do folks get a job that give them a free gun that they can take care of? Well, I'm going to say this, though. First of all, man, let's pay our police officers more, man, too. Maybe we don't send them to work so upset, man. You know what I'm saying? Send these men to work. They ain't pissed off. Send these men to work. They're not angry. Send them to work. They fine. You know what I'm saying? Instead of sending these niggas to work, they all working on a small ass check. Yeah, I wasn't happy at none of my low paying jobs. Neither. For real, especially not one that offer you your life. Not one where nobody respect the police. Not one where you working in a community where nobody like you. Everybody grimming you. Not where you know what I'm saying? Not no, not not no. You know what I mean? They should be paid more, man. Pay them more money, man. Take some of them politician dollars. And pay the police officers putting their life on the line, bro. Why the fuck not? That's why they not so angry, man. You know? And also take some of that money. And we need to restructure what the fuck we get in there. They need to understand. If two girls is fighting and there's a dude in there who come to break it up. There probably shouldn't be any way we kill him. Like, we should have enough sense to know he was defusing it. But if we come in just looking for somebody to be the bad guy. Not to say I was there. But if we just come in already looking to be the bad guy, if we already spooked, if it's a hostile situation, 
you should probably have people working on a job who've been at a school where there's been a fight in the locker section and it's hectic at the time. That way, when their nerves get to jumping, they don't just fucking lose it and pull out pistol. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, that goes that goes hand in hand. Uh, that, like, you know, when I say reform, I, I mean reform. Like, you have to go through, you know, physical, you know, uh, courses to, to show that you're, you know, in shape to be able to be an officer. But no you don't step. have to really go through no... You know, mental background checks, you know, uh, or no classes to teach you how to defuse situations. Like, that situation could have been, you know, defused way quicker and way easier, you know, if it would have just been, hey, look, we got a call about you. You out here selling CDs. Let's talk about this. DVD. Right. Said you had a pistol. Do you got a pistol? I appreciate the DVD, man, and the CD, man. I love y'all. Y'all out here hustling, giving, giving me the... Halfway decent movies. <laughs> right. But, you know, I appreciate it. I still buy the shit. I still support. You know, everybody got to make money somehow. But, you know, all of that could have been defused by, you know, just the situation. Like like we were saying, you know, give them more money, the, the, the person's going to be more happy. You want, you want your employee, uh, employees to be happy. Uh, shit, y'all paying them off our tax money anyway, so why the fuck they can't get some more money up out of it? Yeah. Um. But really, it's, it's, you know, they need to be taught better. They need to be taught better how to defuse situations, how to read situations. You know, they have to actually go through courses to be able to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what they do in the Army. You know what I'm saying? That shit is, is real. Like, because they are going into very hostile situations, and, and their first goal is to try and defuse the situation and read the situation They're all at the same time so you know it's not something you, if you ain't you don't know how to do it then you just don't know how to do it no for real but like why should a cop in a community where it's no crime be paid more money than <laughs> a cop where there's crime all the time the risk is way higher to work where there's they should be paid way more fucking cheese if they risk is way higher it shouldn't be such a big thing it should be coming from the fu- Definitely. It shouldn't be work. It shouldn't even be from the state. It should probably be from higher up than that. You feel me? Because like, damn, this is to keep these places straight. This isn't. This is for something else. This is to keep these places straight. You feel me? It ain't for yeah. that. It's for something else. But instead, we're paying them less. And then who wants the job? Shit, motherfuckers who got a hard on for coming out and whacking a motherfucker who don't look like them. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers yeah. who on their phone upset about politics and want to come hear some. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I don't know. That shit just wild to me, man. That shit wild to me, man. But you know what? We sold CDs. <laughs> yeah, we did sell CDs. So it's like, uh, yeah. how you feel about him having a hammer? I mean, shit. He on the streets. He's right. selling CDs. <laughs> right, you see. making money. You see all the cheese police pulled out his pockets? Yeah, I mean, shit. Somebody would have took that shit. He needed to be And they touched that he was on some drugs, but you know. Even still, then it that It doesn't mean, matter what that man's on. It matters yeah. what you're doing on your job. Your job is to come in and defuse a situation and take somebody to jail I think to be sentenced. I yeah, but I mean, but that's protecting sir. Protect. I mean, really, just you protect the community, you protect the people, and serve. Yeah, protect you all serve. parties. Serve all parties. And you come in to protect the people that were at the store, whatever was going on, you know. But 
if this dude came in and he was on the tip in this video, I would understand. But, like, really, he was scared, too. He was talking about shooting him in the fucking head. How right. was he supposed to be? And the man was, wasn't really, you know, fighting back with y'all. He was like, all right, I'm just trying to figure out why. Watch out, watch out for what? Why am I being arrested? Explain to me. Because you do have to, as an officer of the law, you have to explain what you're doing before you do it. Just like you read me my Miranda rights. I got the right to be silent. If I want to be silent, I can be silent. When I do talk to officers nowadays, I make sure I tell them, hey, man, stay safe. And thank you for your fucking services because it's tough to be a police officer right now in this today's day and time because everyone hates you. <laughs> All you got to do is put your work clothes on. And sometimes... They giggle and they're like, hey, thanks. You know what I'm saying? That could just be the little bit of humor they need while I'm passing. So they don't fucking harass me for how I look. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, nah, that shit, that, shit is, that shit is real, man. That's, I'll do the same thing. Yeah, but they regular people, though. You know what I'm saying? They, they are. And people. I mean, you can always tell the dickheads. And even the dickhead yeah. cops when they in the gas station or somewhere where I'm at. And, I'm, you know, we in public. I always... I always say, you know, have a good day, you know, be safe, yeah. you know, hold the door open for them, but, you know, but I do that for everybody, not just because of the officer, I do oh, that, Oh, man, me period. too, right, that's I always love. tell when I walk away from the cashier or whoever's checking me out, I always tell them, you know, have a good day, man, don't work too hard. Now, we got, we got, <laughs> we got ten good minutes here, and we could spill it over if we'd like to, but I, I really want you to take a second here and talk about a time when, we talked about a time when you was, talk about a time you remember, um, Really being targeted by police and mistreated in an instance unfairly. We can talk about the time my car got shot up. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the time when your car got shot up. Um, I mean, now granted, the, the state I was in, I was drunk. I definitely shouldn't have been driving. But I didn't cause any accidents or anything like that. We was uh, leaving a party store, uh, Northside of Pontiac. Uh, 